0: Hi, my name is Kyle Wallace, and welcome to the first episode of a podcast that I'm doing with my buddy, Alex Maxwell. Um, The podcast uh, that you're listening to right now, which you should know the name because you uh, clicked on it or tapped on it, is We Have to Go Back. It is a uh, lost rewatch podcast. Um, Kind of the format for this is we're going to do each episode as like a a one-to-one. So like, um, today, for example, uh, we watched the, uh, the pilot, uh, the first part of the pilot. So the, the pilot of lost, um, is, uh, um, well, yeah, it's two parts. So, um, but yeah, Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, so, um, yeah, we can um we can start. I, I wrote down a lot of observations about the first episode, but um but I think maybe we should do like a quick uh background into what uh lost uh is
1: yeah, for sure. Um so Lost is so I, I guess I'll go a little bit more um production side. But Lost kind of started um you know it, pre- it premiered in oh god i should have this in my notes but it's it's probably like 2003 2004 um and basically it was conceived when the then head of abc um lloyd braun went on vacation to like hawaii and he was like oh yeah it'd be cool to have a tv show like part castaway part gilligan's island part uh survivor because uh, those are all you know, pretty pretty early two thousands references, I guess, <laughs> aside from Gilligan's Island, um, and he was like, "Yeah, we should have a TV show about it." Um, and so it gets kicked around for a little bit, and they end up bringing in the guy, um, <clears throat> excuse me, who write, writes an initial script. Um, I don't have his first name. Last name is Lieber, um, but he writes an initial script, and and he's not crazy about it. So they they take on this young writer from this show called Alias. And that is J.J. Abrams um, to kind of rewrite the script, and so, you know, he J.J. is rewriting it, and he's not super sure about having supernatural elements in there. And I guess if you haven't seen Lost, there, I see it; it's old, but like, there's there's a little bit of supernatural kind of elements in there. Right. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I would be more comfortable though if I had a partner. Enter Damon Lindelof, right? right. Who. Um, had wanted to work on Alias, and, and he was a big fan of Abrams. So those guys got together. They wrote a Bible. Um, and one of their big thing is that they wanted to make something with kind of like a, a protracted um, story arc that wouldn't be so self-contained or so serialized. And they didn't really, um, I guess, highlight that to the studio at the time. But, but if you think about it, that was kind of a novelty because you had... Um, and they said they were sh- inspired by a show named uh, called Babylon Five, which was a big sci-fi show back um, in like the late '90s, early 2000s, right. which is actually very good. Um, but uh, this is the days before bingeability, right? I mean, you you had like the VHS and the, and the DVDs around uh, after the seasons came out, but as far as like saving your episodes to binge watch them, there was no Netflix, there was no you know kind of mechanism like that. That existed that allowed you to cram several episodes into one sitting. Right. Um, this is barely in the days of TiVo, so, um, so so that was something that that hadn't been done before. Um, they spend a, between ten and fourteen million dollars on the pilot episode. The pilot's in two parts, um, and Disney <laughs> fires um, Lloyd Braun. The guy who conceived the show before it even broadcast, right? Just because it was so expensive, right? Right. Um, and and it ends up kind of just reviving ABC as a whole, right? Which which was probably really the low point where, where you get fired for the show that revives the company you're at, right? Um, and and because of that, uh, J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof just kind of get to do whatever they want, right? They're they're kind of the golden boys. And so as, as the show progresses, it gets a lot uh, more, uh, you know, heady and over the top and weirder. Um, but uh, that that's kind of like a brief, I guess, my, my brief um, kind of synopsis of, of the real world story. Almost. Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, the thing about um, this podcast, too, is that, you know, of course, like, yeah, we're definitely going to have spoilers um, so, if you haven't seen lost uh cool, but if you have seen lost, I think that you might find um these conversations more enjoyable but yeah we're definitely there there are no um, we're we're definitely talking about spoilers um, yeah yeah and we'll and we'll
1: take and if you guys haven't seen it in a while or if or you know maybe you saw a few episodes here and there. We'll, we'll take you through each episode. Um, you know, we're not, we're not just going to start spitballing, theorizing (laughs) on stuff with (laughs) no context. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to fill you guys in on, on what needs to, to be known, I guess, for the episode. Yeah.
0: So, um, and yeah, and, and, and the thing that I love about Lost is that you're right. There are, um, you know, sci-fi elements and there's mystery elements, um, and and even in this pilot episode um there's some horror elements as well but um but the yeah. thing that i've always uh really loved about uh lost is that it's very character driven um and um so much so that almost the story takes a back seat to the characters um absolutely some of the most lovable uh and interesting characters um that i can think of and and remember uh in tv and uh, it was funny because as i was watching the pilot episode um i knew everyone's name you know i've i've not really watched the show in probably a decade um and um i was just like you know oh yeah that's jack that's saeed that's michael you know that's hurley that's claire that's kate you know just everyone um immediately just became you know flushing back to me um or flat you know flashing back to me and um flushing back to me (laughs) i guess that works uh and um yeah awesome uh
1: yeah and i i think this is something that um you know tv shows don't don't do enough of right it's it's and and i could we could probably have a a whole podcast on just hate watching The Walking Dead. And That's maybe another idea. <laughs> right. But like, if you look at The Walking Dead, I I can't. Besides maybe two or three of those characters, um, by far I wouldn't be able to name the majority of them. Um, and 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 the amount of character development that goes into something like that, even though it's a, a kind of a similar, you know, away from civilization, they have to fend on fend for themselves. There's other people in the mix, kind of thing. Outside, kind of forces happening. Uh, even though on the surface. Um, the, those two shows have similar themes. I think Lost is just wildly more successful uh, because it devotes so much time to the characters. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so yeah, so the first uh, the first episode uh, begins um, with uh, with the character named Jack. Um, so he's he's laying um, on sort of a, a jungle floor, basically, um, and he's uh, surrounded by a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of plants and and stuff like that, and he wakes up and he's in a lot of pain. Um, There's a dog there as well, Um, so it's like a yellow Labrador, uh, (laughs) and uh, the the dog's name is Vincent. Jack doesn't know that the dog's name is Vincent, but um, there is a dog and his name is Vincent. Um,
1: Even the dog is a good character.
0: Yeah, absolutely even the dog's name is mervin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um yeah, cuz I saw Vincent and I was like, oh yeah, that's Vincent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, I took some notes and 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 some things that kind of stood out to me um is that immediately after Jack stands up um he finds a a mini uh bottle of liquor um in his pocket. And Um, And knowing what you know about Jack, you know, the first time you see that episode, you probably don't think much of it. But um, I just thought, man, like that to me just alluded to um, his father's alcoholism and, um, you know, his own alcoholism. Um, I just thought that was kind of powerful, a really small thing, but, uh, but it really stood out to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and they have... The, the liquor is an interesting theme because they have, um, you know, they, they kind of show a healing capacity that it has, right? It, yeah. It's used to disinfect things right. and kind of purify things. Um, and and you don't quite get the, the other end of the spectrum in this episode, although they do go into it at, at some point down in the series. Um, and, and because I haven't watched this since it really kind of premiered, I didn't remember... Uh, until you just said that that Jack had an alcohol problem or that his father was an alcoholic yeah. right but there's there's some sort of foreshadowing there exactly um the the interesting thing about this and i and i know you have more notes and i'll let you kind of refer back to those here in a sec but um the interesting thing to to me on this is that so jj J. abrams gave a ted talk one time where he talked about a mystery yes box, right and it's just his whole kind of um philosophy on storytelling and, and even I think Family Guy even has some sort of joke that mirrors this which is like they're on the Price is Right and Peter wins a boat and they say well you can have the boat or you can have this mystery box and Peter's saying well a boat is a boat but a mystery box you can have anything in a mystery box <laughs> it could even be a boat right Right? <laughs> so, like it's it's funny but that is kind of how J.J. J. Abrams operates it's like he his thing is like I want to introduce more questions than I, than I can possibly answer right Right, and I think uh, at certain times that can frustrate audiences. But st- stuff like the liquor bottle, or or oh, what are these noises happening, or or you know, right, um, it, it's a lot of stuff that that just draws out so many questions, um, and that I think quite frankly gives them room to kind of maneuver in and out of character traits, right? right? Because uh, if they wanted to, they they could have never mentioned that bottle again, right? And and we probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. But the fact that they kind of circle back, I think that's that's why Damon Lindelof is is, and I'm assuming that was kind of his his contribution there because Damon Lindelof is very good at callbacks. Right. But.
0: Yep, that was good. Um, so yeah, so after Jack's, uh, Jack finds the uh, the bottle, he puts it back in his pocket, um, and then he starts walking, um, and and this and this is so great because you know it's it's. You, you literally have no idea why this guy is is laying on the floor uh, of this of this jungle um, but he is and he starts walking um, and I love this part because you could start hearing um, the sound of the uh, of the jets of the plane engine you can hear plane engine jets and you start to hear like screaming and um, and uh, and Sharon is screaming the whole time um, And Sharon is a, Sharon's a a main character, uh, in the show. And, uh, they just keep cutting back to her and she's just like screaming and just screaming really hysterically, uh, almost so much that it's funny if you know Sharon's character and, um, her arc.
1: I think it's kind of funny without
0: (laughs) knowing that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I,
1: I think it's, it's like you have all this chaos, like the jet whirling and it just kind of comes together in this kind of loop of noise that you almost tune out yeah. um, just to watch Zach,
0: uh, Jack. Yep, and and you're right, and so yeah, there, there's there's someone like Sharon who's screaming, not doing anything, and there's just a lot of chaos, like you said, and um, and so, uh, you know, you have uh, the character, uh, Michael, um, who's, who's screaming for, for Walt, his son, that's like a whole other thing that we'll get into, um, the character of, of, of Walt, um, and um, and yeah, and through that chaos, Jack immediately uh, becomes a leader uh, because there's a there's a guy who is um, under like a big piece of metal from the plane, um, and uh, Jack immediately goes over to uh, to help. Um, and so um, Jack starts barking orders because uh, he says he's a doctor and, and all of that stuff. So, um, but I thought that was interesting that. Uh, immediately jack is just like okay i'm a leader
1: yeah i think it, it it sets like literally the first uh what what felt like to me anyway 10 or 20 minutes is is just jack being a goddamn superhero running from, <laughs> from thing <laughs> right, to thing right. like helping literally everyone yeah. um and 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 i know it's you know it's set up to kind of stop like we get a good scope of the chaos and we get a a good feel that jack is a is a good person and we want to root for this protagonist which i think are all super effective yeah and then it it also effectively introduces those other characters because we'll we'll meet um you know claire we meet hurley we meet um that that guy from uh boone Boone. um who's later seen in in vampire diaries but he's just kind of like the the dummy who wants to poke a pen in someone's throat <laughs> i wrote this to, down to i wrote that down
0: for boone my note for boone is dummy lifeguard that's <laughs> <laughs> and i love the way that
1: jack dispenses with him because because boone for for those of you that haven't seen it um you know boone is trying to give cpr and, and he's doing it wrong i'm not a i'm not cpr certified so i'm not quite sure what he's doing wrong but he he is doing something wrong right and uh when he hears that jack is a doctor he's like oh are you gonna do that thing where you stick a pen in her throat <laughs> and jack's like yeah that's a great idea go find me a pen right and he just gets rid of him that yeah. way
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is and once that is awesome and then a little bit and
1: once all the chaos then
0: go go yeah and then, yeah amongst all the chaos and then a little bit later boone comes back with a handful of pins and he's like so he literally just like went through all these like dead bodies and people's luggage and like found a bunch of
1: pins um and some of those i i looked at his handful of pins some of those were like sharpies (laughs) and stuff they couldn't couldn't possibly work
0: and, (laughs) and even still jack is just like yeah good job good job man (laughs) <laughs> like good work, you know what I'm saying? Like he he still isn't really. I mean, he you know he's still kind of this passive aggressive guy, but who's not an asshole. Like it's kind of hard to pick up that he's being passive aggressive. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Jack, Jack has infinite patience. Yeah. With us. Um, along with the the fact that if he if he wasn't there, evidently just everyone would die, right? Yeah. Like it's it's like. Because even if he's not directly saving people through his, like, medical knowledge, he's telling people, like, hey, get out of the way of the engine or the, you know, the, a giant piece of metal almost falls on
0: uh, uh, Claire or a pregnant yeah. woman
1: and, and Hurley. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, hey, get out of there and, um, yeah, man, just, just – He is. Thank God for all of those guys that Jack
0: was there. They all would have died. They literally all would have died. They all would have, like
1: – Yeah, it just would have been, like, 48 dead people on a beach <laughs> and no show. Right.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah and so then yeah so but yeah because there's the random dude that gets sucked into the to the engine um and that was that was yeah. really crazy um and i thought that i thought the cg actually kind of held up you know i did, you know obviously today i'm watching it on an hd tv but um i think of course back in the day i i think i watched lost on a, a crt type tv like a tube tv yeah um, and yeah uh, yeah I thought the CG looks good I think it, I think it holds up
1: yeah I think it does I, you know I was surprised because um so initially they when they had that title treatment um that just kind of like rotates in it's got that weird noise behind it and it's just like lost um one of my first notes was like this title treatment was not made for HDTV
0: it wasn't um, yeah it has like it, it's it, it's it's very edgy like and not edgy like as in cool but like there's
1: like pixelated. Yeah, there's almost. something um, weird going
0: on there. Like I don't know, like what program they used to like make that title, but like it, it was kind of cheap. Whatever they did, it was like the cheapest thing it, that they could have done.
1: It almost doesn't look like it, it. almost doesn't look like they used a font as much as they just like built a 3D object, <laughs> yeah. like a 3D model yeah. of the word "lost," yeah. um, which is a weird way to do it. But whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. But um, I. W- so I was kind of like you were saying. I'm pleasantly surprised how well the CG. Uh, did kind of hold up i'm I'm sure a lot of that is because they they probably use practical effects for a lot of things yeah
0: that's yeah you're right yeah the fire the fire and the explosions and stuff definitely for the most part is uh is definitely practical um for sure yeah and you know and and uh i I was i was watching uh with with Kristen, uh and she's never seen lost or, or maybe she's seen like a couple of episodes um but she said you know that um that she was like what the hell claire's baby or you know claire's baby should be dead because claire is a character she's an australian woman and she's super pregnant like ridiculously pregnant um yeah i think she says eight months yeah and of course you don't really know if she's actually had a miscarriage at this point but spoiler she does have the baby um and um um but yeah and there's there's obviously a few reasons that she has the baby and we'll and we'll discover those um
1: yeah yeah i mean i th- I think the uh, so and i and i hate to be this way because it's it's i hate people who are like this but we are we are dealing with a a show that has like you know a, a giant monster e- even in the first episode you can see a giant monster like knocking over trees and right. shit. like the the fact that her baby didn't die is is probably the is one of the smaller i think uh leaps of faith that she kind of make
0: with the show. <laughs> that's absolutely true um so yeah, so yeah, then um Yeah, then so yeah, Jack, Jack does all Jack that up, on the does, beach. Jack does and all then, that, then uh he's um And then
1: we find out he his his back has been slashed. he's almost sliced in yes. half uh at this point, <laughs> point for the like the guy ran like a marathon on this beach and then was like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm heavily bleeding actually. Right. Um which is where we meet Kate.
0: Yep, yep. Uh as Jack is shirtless, which is uh a good, a good time yeah, as any we'll... to meet a future uh, lover. Um, yeah. So yeah,
1: That's, I, I walk around shirtless in hopes that I'll, <laughs> I'll meet a, a future lover. Yeah, you'll <laughs> find
0: your Kate. Um, <laughs> Kate's really nervous. She doesn't uh, know if she can help Jack, um, and uh, and so. Um, Jack is just like you know. Have you ever sewed before? And Kate's like, oh, I sewed my curtains. And he's like, oh, good enough, <laughs> you know. And um, <laughs> and and yeah. So just so Jack uh, helps or Kate helps sew Jack up. And what I thought was really interesting about that particular scene is that um, Kate talks about running and how um, you know Jack is just like you know telling her this story about how he learned to like count to five and. Let the fear in and uh, and deal with fear and 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 you know and just take care of business when when shit goes south, and um, and Kate mentions running and I thought that was an interesting uh, thing for Kate's character to mention that she would have ran away if something bad happened. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about that at the time, but that that is that is an interesting um, thing. I I also have in my notes that uh so so kate is sewing up jack um with with the standard black thread and uh he she she mentions like oh my god i think i'm gonna throw up and he was like well this is nothing one time i split open a woman's dural sack and and her nerves spilled out like angel hair <laughs> and i was like okay maybe
0: <laughs> yeah i read, read the room jack. also in that scene it was really interesting um because uh and this is this is another callback um jack hands uh kate that that little bottle of liquor which we mentioned and Mm -hmm. um and he says like you know hey that's like for your hands and then as she's almost ready to like use it all jack goes save me some and and her face and his face is like it's, I, I don't know. I just, I really saw that like alcoholism thing again. And, um, but of course, you know, Jack was like, save me some. And then he said, you know, for the wound, which of course makes sense. Um,
1: yeah, they, they do have a little bit of a dramatic pause. I, I thought it was almost at first going to be like a comedic pause. <laughs> like he was going to take a swig of it, like that whole bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was almost, uh, it's like his intention isn't immediately clear right, right right and if if we forget for a second that he's a doctor um you know it just sounds like he wants some vodka which, <laughs> exactly which i would say is is even non-alcoholics would probably be in favor of at that time uh, yeah and that it, it seems like a stressful
0: <laughs> stressful environment yes. um yeah and then after that scene uh where uh, kate's helping jack and they're having uh, a conversation and sort of the beginning of their relationship. Um, it cuts to uh, a character that you don't even find out the name of in this episode, uh, Sawyer. Um, is just not helping anyone. He's smoking and he looks pissed off. Uh, and that's the only like shot of Sawyer in this first um, episode. And again, he doesn't say anything. No one says anything to him. So you, you don't know his name yet. It's just... Um, there he is and then and then right after yeah just
1: some kind of edgy guy dressed like he's in tony hawk pro skater <laughs> to uh is, is smoking the smallest amount of a cigarette before flicking it yeah over. before um, wasting
0: this cigarette like are you kidding an me an
1: entire cigarette like those things seem like they're scarce there but like <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just gonna go down to the bodega it's just like right around the the beach uh corner
1: yeah, yeah. like like, I just wrote in my notes, I was like, Sawyer is mid-2000s angst. <laughs> like, this is...
0: <laughs> he really is. He's like Nickelback. I mean, he really is like this Nickelback dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's kind of, he's just, uh, you know, and, and we find more out about him later, but he's kind of just classy enough to be not
0: white trash.
1: Yeah. But but still kind of classless. Well, and that's a really know. good so, point. Sawyer's an interesting
0: Yeah, and we'll get mix in. to me. We'll get into Sawyer, but you're right. He is trashy, but he also loves, like, reading classic novels. You know, he, he's, he's a really yeah. interesting character. Um, <laughs> his glasses. through <They're> his eyeglasses. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're getting off track with that. Um, and then you see another character right after Sawyer um, that is, again, not introduced, but I think this is a really important – there's some important, like, little glimpses, um, and you see John Locke. Um, on the beach. Yeah. And for some reason, John Locke is not freaking out. Right? He He seems pretty cool
1: about the whole he's thing. he's Pretty
0: cool, and he's pretty calm, and he's pretty collected. And I thought that was so interesting. And um, And that, uh, you know, and the thing about John Locke is that he was paralyzed, and now after this plane crash, he's walking around. And again, you don't find out this stuff for a while, but I thought that was interesting that, um, yeah, he, he's not freaking out. This, I, I really think at this moment in time, John Locke is, is looking at this situation and he's saying, this is a miracle. This is the best thing that could have happened.
1: Yeah. I, I also think it's it's interesting because um, I don't remember if it's around the same time that we see that, or, or maybe it's like a couple minutes later, but we see John Locke um, – Kind of, kind of. So after after Kate sews up Jack, um, Jack who and and I was watching the episode with Jordan and and Jack's like, yeah, the plane probably has a black box and I know this because I I tried, you know, flying. And Jordan was like, why is he the most well-rounded human? <laughs> um, but, but but like it's not for him because he's not, you know. I I feel like that was a call on the studio's part to be like, no, don't make him an actual like amateur pilot because that those are like rich guys people don't connect with that but just have them be like oh i tried flying but nah it wasn't for right me. but um but like so kate needs needs shoes because they're gonna go find the, the 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 plane uh or the other part of the plane and get the black box and she's like it's kind of a somber moment where she's taking off this person's, this shoes, dead person's shoes yeah um yeah yeah and and she looks over and there's john Locke who kind of smiles with like an orange peel in his mouth uh and she looks at him in like the most disgusted face i've ever seen and
0: he's just goofing and he's being a clown you know when no one else is making jokes right no one else is really doing anything remotely funny um yeah well and and
1: the the whole moment to me i was like oh that's like, cause he he notices that reaction, and he's he kind of like puts his head down. And he's like, oh, ne- never mind. I'm I'm angry too, and uh like that. I was like, it's just interesting that that you know we always see John Locke off by himself, and the only moment he ever interacts with someone else, uh, he ju- he just utterly fails to connect with.
0: Yeah, him. right, right. And again, it's because he's he's so excited. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he he's just elated. This is yeah. yeah this is. A horrific, uh, horrific, tragic plane crash. Um, you know, they don't know where they are. They have no idea if hell is coming. And yet here's John Locke being like, this is paradise.
1: Yeah, um, like he's doing a bit. Yeah, he's he's doing, doing a bit, bit on the yeah. side with an orange field. Yeah. Or there's like
0: something <laughs> like wrong with him. You know, like he's, he's, he's unstable. But, uh, but he's, he's... Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out more about John Locke later. Um, and then... Yo, and then we meet Charlie. Yeah, we meet Charlie. Charlie. You are everybody. You are everybody. Um, and Saeed. So Saeed and Charlie. Oh yeah, yeah. Sa- Saeed. Yep. So uh, great, great characters, wonderful characters. Don't really there's not much to even look into with these two um, in the in this in these first scenes, but um, it's definitely good to see him. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: and so to me, this is kind of where the episode starts a little bit, right? Because Jack is just kind of running around doing the most here. Uh, and you and you kind of have some introductions, and, and you set up the world a bit. Right. Uh, and then you kind of give them their first, like, mission, right? They're, they're, they're the plot's first MacGuffin, right. or whatever you want to call it, which is this, like, black box, or the, or the transceiver. Right um that the jack just happens to you know try piloting or that's whatever. right so, yes yeah, so the transceiver and, they're
0: looking for not the black box um, oh yeah, yeah because sharon thinks that the black box is magical and has like a, a gps like a satellite gps unit in it and is communicating um 24/7 their location and they're going to they're going to be found um which,
1: which for all i know could be true i don't i don't know anything yeah, about yeah I, I don't either
0: but Sharon is uh, pretty irrational. And, and, and yeah. But anyway. But yeah. So you were saying um, that. Um, but yeah. This is where the story really, really starts beginning. And they've got this, this first little journey they need to go on.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And then and they go to. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, sorry. I'm just reading through my notes real quick. Um, so they, you know, they have a little flashback. Um, to to the plane before it crashes, Right. Yeah. And and we we kind of see Jack. We kind of see him flirting with the waitress, getting a little more vodka because he's he's cute or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and by the way, that is like the this is something that was clearly filmed when air travel was much more comfortable or something because that's the roomiest goddamn plane yeah, yeah, I've ever true. seen. That,
0: yeah, Arlo, maybe the the <laughs> you know Oceanic is just a great airline. You know. I don't know.
1: That's true. I also have in my note that Jack is dressed awfully fancily for for a a long flight. It seems like I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe no, that, he's maybe the he's reason, got a little more self care than I well, do. Well,
0: and you are right. Jack is Jack is dressed with a, <laughs> dressed in a suit. But the thing that we find out much later is the reason Jack is oh, dressed in a suit is because he's he's bringing he back funeral, his dad. Right? Yeah, he's going to his dad's funeral, and the ah, I forgot all, all about dad's, that. Yeah, you are right. His dad's fucking body is on the plane. In the cargo.
1: Ah, I forgot about that. I was, I was just being a dick. Just just like, oh, that guy's dressed nice. That guy's dressed nice. (laughs) Why?
0: I bet his dad's dad. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: But, uh, but so, so okay. Well, so even taking that into account, um, (laughs) you know, they they scoop up. uh, He gets Kate. um, They they scoop up. Charlie as well, because he, he's invested in going back to he the plane. He is invested, yeah. Um, and then, so they go back there and they find the, the transceiver and they find the pilot for a quick second, who's who's just been like unconscious for the last 16 hours. Um, I mean, which I guess Jack had to be unconscious for like 14 hours or something. right? I guess, because it doesn't seem that long after Jack wakes up that they find the pilot. And um, and then the, this is kind of the first time we really... Like, we see a little hints of the monster earlier, but this is the first time that they, they're really in, like, danger from the monster.
0: Yeah, right. And it, and it sounds like a dinosaur. I mean, it's like a combination of things. And, and I remember the first time I saw the show, um, I was like, wow, this island has dinosaurs. I mean, that's what it sounded like to me. Um, it really does, yeah. yeah. And, they,
1: and, and I think they noticed that because later, in the later seasons it starts to sound more mechanical. Like, it's got some sort of, like, crank sound. Which is,
0: um, that, yeah, and that sound, that ticking sound, is actually from, a like, a cab ticker.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't realize just, that. Because it reminded me a little bit of Predator. Yeah, right, it's very similar. Um, now. Yeah,
0: they just foleyed, uh, like, an old cab ticker with, like, a non-digital cab ticker. Um, and then that's the sound of the, the monster, is that, like, that that ticking noise or that that gear type noise Hmm. that he has. But yeah, you're right. He, he, the smoke monster, um, which is what they end up calling it. Um, is totally different a little bit later than, than this pilot. Like the way that he's moving through the, the, the trees right now is if he's like some big thing, that's like moving things out, you know, like, like, like ripping trees up and stuff like that. But, but in fact, he's, it's not like that at all. Um, but they really make it look, I mean, it, and that's the thing, like that's like the scene in that cockpit when they're in the plane trying to find the the transceiver. I mean, it's just like it's it's totally Jurassic Park, you know. Um,
1: it's it's very Jurassic yeah. Park, yeah. And and the the pilot like sticks his head out and he gets <laughs> yanked out of the right. Which co- is like the worst. Uh, I, I the just the worst decision he could have ever made. Yeah, that um, was like. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, it, it is a very and again, this is J.J. Abrams with his mystery box, right? Because they no one ever sees the monster, even though it's, you know, like you said, ripping trees out of the ground. So it's it's conceivably like forty feet tall or something. Yeah, it's gotta be huge. Right? Um, it seems huge. Yeah, and no one ever sees it, and, and that's just because well, you know, it's it's infinite possibilities. It could be anything. Right? right? Um But that that's Let's see that. So the they find the pilot. They find the transceiver. The pilot uh, gets torn out of the, the plane. Yeah. Um, and and they kind of make it out of there.
0: And before the pilot, and then Kate has. Uh, oh, sorry. Yo, before the pilot died, he told Jack and Kate um, that they were way off course and that there was no way that um, the search teams were looking in the right place. Right, which
1: yeah. which I'm I'm wondering how you know, and again, this is this is also a show with with monsters in it, so I, I I can't nitpick it too much, but I'm wondering how true to life that is. Like, can can planes just start to turn around and land somewhere else without saying, uh, you know, I, without there being any real record of them, yeah. turning around I, yeah, or, or I've something got no like idea. that. I
0: I, be- I believed it. No, neither do yeah, I. It sounds believable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds
1: good. I, I would like to hope that uh, it, maybe everything's like meticulously documented. And if you, you you know change course in the slightest, people know about it and stuff like that. But um, then maybe that's just wishful thinking. I don't and know. And I think
0: that stuff's recorded in the black box. Um, but, but maybe they did actually lose contact uh, and, and, and were severely off course. Yeah, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. but but anyway, yeah, um, So they get the transceiver. But but Kate has a really great moment. So they they're running out of the plane from the monster. But Kate actually has a really great moment. I think, um, in there. Do you want to, Do you want to talk about
0: that for a sec? Uh, in in the plane, or, or um, are you talking about when she? Yeah. So she, well, the one. Yeah, I do want to talk about that. But the other thing too is that the reason that Charlie had went to the plane um, was that he was he went into the bathroom. Um, and, and, uh, and he came out of the bathroom of like this plane, which is like this, like plane part, which is like in a tree basically. Um, and, uh, and Kate was like, you were just in the bathroom. Uh, and Charlie was like, oh yeah, you know, (laughs) or whatever. Um, but yeah, mind your own business basically. Uh, and, and of course later you find out like there was a reason that Charlie wanted to go along, um, because Charlie was looking for his, his, his heroin. So, um. Yeah. In this first episode, they don't show Charlie doing heroin. They don't. They don't show anything like that. Um, they don't even show what he gets when he goes to the planes uh, bathroom. But obviously, that—that's definitely what that was allu- alluding to. Um, but yeah. So then the the monster comes. They're all running away. Um, and then yeah, Kate's sort of moment uh, as she kind of uh, is able to hide from the monster. Um, she starts counting. Um, is that what you're talking about? Like what Jack told yeah, her to, yeah. yeah, so she starts utilizing Jack's sort of let the fear in um, sort of mentality where you count to five and, and you know, and then you, you feel better. Um, and, uh, but yeah, she only made it to four. But, um, but yeah, that was an interesting moment. You know, I think,
1: uh, and, and I could, you know, I having seen it once and I, and I might rewatch it and and decide against this but I actually think that Kate has the most uh character arc in this whole episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, cuz cuz Jack is just like Superman from from the get-go. Um and it, and it's almost uh you know, it it reminded me a little bit of um and it's going to be a weird comparison but Paddington. Okay? <laughs> So if you watch a Paddington movie, Paddington is like the same throughout the whole movie, right? He has no character development because he's always just adorable and perfect the entire time. Um, but but he tends to make everyone else around him a better person, right? Right, and and it's kind of external changes on other or, or internal changes on on everyone else's part besides his, uh, and that's almost what Jack uh kind of is in this episode now now we kind of get to the point where jack is a little more flawed
0: um, right right you know
1: in subsequent episodes but he he's he's almost uh kind of what they tell you not to do in stories which is just just to have like a flawless protagonist um but but i think it works and i think it's only because you're you're dealing with very skilled writers that it works right
0: yeah no I, i definitely agree with that and, and yeah I think Kate does have an interesting character arc um, one thing um, that happened a little bit earlier in the episode um, when Jack was uh, tending to this guy that you know the metal part had, uh, had fell on him and it had like punctured his leg or something like that um, and um, Jack uh, Kate was asking uh, you know how, how's he doing and Jack was like do you, do you know this person and um, and Kate said no, and um, and what you don't know yet in that particular point in time um, was that Kate did indeed know that guy because that guy is the air marshal. For that sure, was a, a, that was escorting a, a, a Kate, as you'll find out. But yeah, um, so it's you know, and of course, you know, and, and I get why Kate lied about that. Like I'm not knocking her character. I mean, this is a very uh, extreme situation that they're in. So, but, um, but yeah, no, yeah, I would agree. I think, I think Kate, it, Kate Kate's a great character. And, and, and yeah, that was a good, um, it was a good introduction to Kate for sure. Um, Yeah. Let's see.
1: So some, some interesting, uh, well, maybe maybe just one interesting fact on the side, or I guess two interesting things about Charlie is um, from what I've heard, uh, "Drive Shaft" is actually based on Oasis.
0: Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense.
1: Apparently, um, but they they didn't in the script when he s- starts singing that "You
0: Are Everybody." Right.
1: Um, he, they actually didn't have a melody written in there. And it was just supposed to be like, yeah, I look familiar, don't I? You know that song. You are, you all, everybody. You know, you know that song. And uh, uh, apparently, um, Dominic Monaghan, the the actor, he he just started doing that. And so the writers were like, oh god, now now if we ever include that song, we have to use that melody.
0: Really? So they like, really? That's such a good piece of trivia. So yeah, he just he just <laughs> made up this chorus, and then and then they actually created a song around it. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, Charlie's a really yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a super interesting character. Just amazing.
1: Yeah, I th- I think most of those characters are. Yeah. I think if uh, you know it it the thing, and and this is my biggest criticism toward loss is that it it maybe set a bunch of stuff up that there was no way it could address everything. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's that's the downfall of the mystery box. Kind of kind of way of doing things, but I think it it succeeds in a, in a in a time really where it it shouldn't have, right? Like there there was no bingeability, uh, there was no, you know, no tradition of spending ten episodes or ten million dollars per episode on a on a TV show, right? It, it came out at a time when most TV shows were you know like the other most popular TV shows was like Friends or something, right? Right. Um, you know, maybe the X-Files, which would have, like, background arcs, um, but but are very just kind of monster of the week and they're very self-contained. So you could go into, like, your average X-Files episode and have no idea, have never watched an X-Files episode before, and you'll know roughly what's going on, besides some, some maybe two-part specials, but yeah. um, with Lost, just to have that much continuity and that much production value... Um, it's kind of squeezed into a TV show at that time, I I think is is something you only really saw on like HBO with The Sopranos. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it it for something like that being on ABC. I mean, there's absolutely nothing nothing like it. Um, so, yeah, um, it's a great show. Can't wait to watch every episode. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> It's uh, hundred and twenty-one episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely interesting to to take a look back. You know, uh, fifteen years. <laughs> God, I can't believe it's been that long um, after it came out, and just just kind of you know even measuring the impact it's had since then. I, I don't think we would have stuff like Game of Thrones, um, right, without Lost.
0: I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's it, it inspired. Um, a lot of, I think you know it, it inspired a lot of creatives to explore these new ways to tell stories through TV, and I think it convinced a lot of the you know the the check writers that it was it was something that you should spend money on. Um, yeah. And so yeah. Um, well, that's it for the pilot episode. <laughs> Um, and I guess that's it for our pilot episode of we have to go back um, and um, but yeah, do you have any other notes or any other things you want to add?
1: no I don't, I don't think so. I think um, you know uh, we'll, we'll if you wanted to do a uh, two part premiere of of this series just like lost did we' happy to do that yep um, and yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I'm going to stop my recording now, but this was awesome.